Baby girl, who told you money doesn't grow on trees? Or let me guess, someone told you money is the root of all evil. While this seems like good reasoning and legit, let me let you in on a little secret. This is why you're still broke. Wealth is a mindset. Wealth is in your daily habits. Wealth is for everyone, not just the chosen few. My name is Candace Young. I'm a credit repair expert. I love long walks to the bank, and I'm determined to help you embrace your finances so you can be confident in building wealth regardless of your current income. Welcome to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's time to start building wealth now. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Money Mindset Queen podcast. It's your girl, Candice, and as always, I will be your host today. So thank you so much for pulling up to the rich girls table and joining me. As you guys know, we always start every episode off with really good vibes. So number one, I hope that you had a phenomenal weekend. Number two, I hope that you woke up feeling rested and ready to attack the week because that's just how rich girls do it. We spend our Sunday practicing self-care so that we can show up each and every day and acquire the wealth that we deserve, the health that we deserve, the love that we deserve. We deserve it all, ladies. And part of my message, and I hope that this is resonating with you guys, is that we can have it all. It's not just about just the career or the business. It's not about the love or, you know, the career. It's, it's about having it all. And it's about having a great balance and a mix of everything that we want and everything that we desire. So I hope you spent your Sunday really, really soaking in just all of the vibes and setting intentions for your week. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in one of my episodes, setting intentions for the week. That's really huge as it relates to financial freedom, because sometimes an intention is I'm not ordering DoorDash this week. (laughs) So setting intentions for your week is something that I picked up a few years ago. And basically all I do is get one of my notebooks. You guys know I have many, many notebooks. I get one of my notebooks and I called it an intentions notebook. And in the mornings, I will write one or two intentions for that day, right? Even if it's just to make it through the day with a smile on my face. But I set those intentions. And when I set my weekly intentions, I always add in a financial goal. Whether that is no DoorDash, whether that is, you know, no Target, which is really, really hard for me. But even if that's no thrifting, like sometimes I just put myself in a space where I'm like, I don't want to spend any outside money this week that I don't need to spend. It's these small challenges that I give myself just to ensure that I still have that disciplined mindset and that money mindset because that's major in the journey. But anyway, I happen to practice major self-care this week. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I get also my Instagram handle is at your credit queen for those of you who aren't following me. But if you're following me, you know that I get myself flowers every week. So this weekend, I happen to have zero plans. There was no plan. So Saturday, I think I slept until like 1130 or noon, which is unheard of for me. Okay. I don't sleep in that late on the weekends. Typically I wake up really early and I might lay back down, but I guess my body needed the rest. 
And all I did was spend the day doing things that I loved. So I went to Ross and I found some things that I needed for the kitchen. If you don't have a Ross in your area, it's just like TJ Maxx or Marshall's. So basically very affordable, cute shit for the low. Like (laughs) I completely uh, lost my mind in Ross. But to be fair, I wrapped up some birthday presents for a friend. I even got some Christmas presents and I got some things that I really needed for the house because I've really gotten into cooking. I've always been into cooking, but sometimes I just fall off and don't cook for weeks or whatever. And Or don't cook anything fancy, let me say that. So I'm back into the fancy cooking. So there were some tools and things that I needed and I got all of that. Followed that up by, you know, going and picking up some vitamins. I went and got some products for my hair. Of course, I went to Target and I was able to get just the rest of the things that I needed. And so Saturday was amazing. Uh, Same for Sunday. I, um, what did I do Sunday? Self-care to, to the fullest, I think. I think, again, I rested. I got a good workout in because we all know health is wealth. And I cooked. I made some chili because the weather is breaking in Virginia. It was sometimes in the evenings. If you know anything about Virginia, the evenings will be cool. It'll be like 50, sometimes even like 46 if we're lucky. During the day, it still goes back up to the 70s during this time. Um, I've definitely barbecued during Thanksgiving out here, but we are getting some chilly weather. And so I decided to make chili and my family loved it. It came out really, really good this time. And these are also things that I do that I really enjoy and are really therapeutic for me, but really save me a lot of money, right? I go on Pinterest and I'm like, oh, Let me see this, you know, let me look at this for some inspo. And then I go to Ross and TJ Maxx and I find those things and I put them together and and it works, right? But anyway, I hope your weekend was as great as mine. Um, And I hope that you're feeling ready and just prepared to tackle the week mentally, financially, health-wise. I hope you have your fitness lined up and any goals that you want to accomplish this week. So as far as this episode goes, If you listen to last week's episode, you know that we talked about whether you need credit repair or not, right? That's literally the title of the episode. Do I need credit repair or not? And we went into, we actually took a deep dive into how to select a credit repair consultant and do you actually need credit repair? Sometimes in our journey, we think that because our score is low, that we need to enter a credit repair program. And what ends up happening is if you actually didn't need credit repair, you end up feeling like you wasted your money because not much is not much action is happening on your credit score. And it's a poor it ends up being a poor experience for anyone who enters into a credit repair program that didn't actually need it. So I went into all of these tips and tricks, one, to recognize whether or not you need credit repair, two, to understand what it takes to select a credit repair consultant that's right for you, okay? There's big name companies, and if that works for you, that works for you. There's individuals like myself, and if that works for you, that works for you. But I highly recommended in last week's episode that we get into 
that we talk about them being a right fit for you. Are they responsive? Are they following up with you, right? Are they doing the necessary things on their end to make sure you're successful, okay? And if you ever find yourself in a situation where you don't think a person is a right fit for you, do not work with them. I don't care if you've gone through the consultation process. I don't care if, you know, maybe even you've started with them. If it doesn't feel right, if it's not the right fit for you, remove yourself, period. When it comes down to the money that you work hard for, please make sure that you are putting it into people and services that you respect, that you enjoy working with, because guess what? Credit repair is really I don't want to say it's a luxury, right? But you do have to be able to afford it. Everyone's going to charge you for credit repair. No one's going to repair your credit for free unless you repair your credit on your own, right? No one's going to, no one's going to repair it for free. So if you've got to spend money on something, make sure the experience is worth it. And that's what we did a deep dive into on last week's episode. So it's only fitting that this episode we discuss if credit repair works, does it work? Does credit repair work at the end of the day? It's one of those things where if you marry the right parties, it will work like magic. But if you don't have the right client and you don't have the right credit repair consultant, it can be ugly. And so on this episode, we're going to answer the question, that everybody wants to know the answer to. Does credit repair work? So pull up a chair, get comfortable, because we're going to get into it today. Now, first things first, I am a credit repair consultant. However, right, that's part of my role. I also do financial coaching. I help women with their budgets. I help women with just spending plans in general, right? Getting their financial house in order and all of those different things. But what you've also learned about me is that I keep it 1,000. Not gonna sit up here and tell you that everybody with a low credit score needs credit repair because I fix credit. This podcast is about keeping it real about money, giving women real life advice about how to continue on their journey of financial freedom and to share my journey of financial freedom. So I'm going to let you know right now, I'm in a space where sure, do I want a few extra points on my credit score? Everybody does. Unless you're an 850, you want some extra points. And while I might be close, I want a perfect credit score. It's just who I am. I know it's a perfect Patty syndrome and I do have it in some areas of my life. Forgive me. I'm not perfect. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm actually beating the, the perfect Patty syndrome by saying I'm not perfect. But I'm not going to sit up here and tell you like, oh, yeah, if your credit score is not where you need to be, where you need it to be, you need credit repair. Absolutely not, because it may not be the solution for you. And if, if you want to know more about that, whether it's the solution for you or not, <laughs> please run it back to my to last week's episode and get into that, because I go deep into that in last week's episode. Now, regarding whether or not it works is all going to depend on your credit profile and your credit repair consultant's profile. To be honest with you, everybody that says that they fix credit, like, sure, I'm sure that they know the process. I'm sure that they understand 
how to do it. But do does everyone understand everyone's credit profile and whether or not they need credit repair? Maybe not. So if things start to move a little quickly in the conversation with the credit repair consultant, tell them to hold on. This is your hard earned money that you're getting ready to spend, right? So tell them to hold on because sometimes, and I hate to say it, sometimes people just want to bring a client on, right? Like everybody wants more clients, right? But it's about bringing those clients on in a time where your services are going to be most impactful for them. Okay. I was listening to a podcast because I listen to many podcasts. I think that just makes sense, right? I was a huge podcast fan before I started my podcast, but I was listening to a podcast and I heard early on in my business, right? I heard this woman say something like, yeah, sometimes the client isn't a right fit for me. And in my mind, I just was like, oh my gosh, like, don't you want to bring every client on possible? No, absolutely not. But it took me to be in business for just one year before I realized that statement to be true. You don't want to bring everybody on because you don't want to waste anyone's time and you don't want to waste anyone's money. That's I've that's never been my style, right? I'm always going to be upfront and honest and transparent with my clients because it's who I am in real life. And that's who I am in business, period. What you see is what you get. It's not going to switch up too much between Candace on the weekend at brunch and Candace who's doing business, right? We're honest. We're upfront. I'm going to tell my homegirl if the dress don't look good on her. I'm going to tell a potential client that they don't need credit repair. So let's talk about whether or not it works or not and what a good candidate is. I'm going to take y'all down memory lane to the first time that I enter that I entered into a credit repair program. Okay. I'm trying to think what year it was. I want to say that it was 2009. So no, it couldn't been. It had to be 2010 or 2011 because I was out of college for a while. I graduated Virginia Union University, big up. I think I big them up on every episode, but it is what it is. I love my HBCU, period. So I had graduated Virginia Union in 2009 and I had a really nice apartment, right? Because I was working and paying my bills on time. My credit wasn't the greatest, but you know, if you got a little security deposit, you good, right? You could live in a nice space. So I had a nice space, but I wanted, me and my roommate were going our separate ways. My roommate got a job in DC and she was moving. She was like, hey, look, like it's something I've been wanting for a while. And, you know, basically it was, it was time, right? For us to go our separate ways. And I was so ecstatic for her. It was just such a great step in the right direction for her. And she ended up going off and being super successful, right? And obviously deep down inside, I'm thinking like, okay, it's time to go apartment hunting. Like I know, you know, and she gave me well enough in advance to to take care of some few of a few things, right? So I'm like, okay, I can get an apartment with my credit score for like a six month lease because back in the day, I don't know if 2009 is back in the day, but to some of y'all listening, it's back in the day, right? So. <laughs> In 2009, you could get a six month lease somewhere. So I knew that my credit score wasn't so high and I probably needed to put a security deposit down, but I was still more, I wasn't concerned about getting into another apartment. I was really just concerned about boosting my credit score. So when she told me that I started apartment hunting and then I started um, the hunt for credit repair, which 
Um, big up to her because she actually had just repaired her credit. Obviously, she was moving to D.C. I mean, this is a huge deal, but D.C. is extremely expensive. So I know, right, like by her experience with the credit repair program that it worked. And so I decided that I was going to enroll in credit repair as well. And I had, let's see, I had screwed my credit up right, right when I got to college. So 2004, opened up a credit card, ruined my credit. Just, it is what it is, right? I didn't waste no time. So we're talking about five years later. I got a few debts on the credit report. Don't really know what's on there, but I enter this credit repair program and all of a sudden my score starts going up. So they're, they're doing their, their due diligence. I mean, I don't know what they're doing, but I know that those little pings, your credit score is up by 10 points. Your credit score is up by four points. I was getting those all of the time and I was ecstatic, but I had this huge, just thirst to understand how this worked. Like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Or what are they doing that I don't know? which is inadvertently how I ended up in the credit repair business. I I really just wanted to learn to start off. And then I realized the need for it in my community. Just to be completely upfront and transparent, you know, like I knew there was a need for this service, whether or not there are thousands and thousands of credit repair consultants out there. There are people who are my clients simply because they trust me simply because it's me. So just a quick plug to anybody starting a business. I don't care how saturated the industry is. Okay. I think, I mean, I had a friend tell me one time, like, right, everybody's fixing credit these days, right? Not in a malicious way, but I mean, you know, she made that comment and I was like, yeah, but everybody ain't doing it like me. And that's on period. I'm starting an entire empire, right? So anybody who's starting business or thinking about starting sign, this is just a quick plug for you to do it. And don't pay attention to the naysayers, because although there's a thousand people, there's thousands and millions of people doing it. No one's going to do it like you, baby. Okay, period. So anyway, I enter this credit repair program. My credit score starts boosting. I'm ecstatic. I'm like, yo, this is lit. Like, how are they doing this? Right. So I try to understand it. I'm Googling and nothing is happening. When I call them, they can't give me much information. They're just like, what questions you got? If you ain't got no questions about the credit repair program. We ain't got time, right? Because it's this big name company. And I'm like, Lord, this is trash. But I'm just still ecstatic that my credit my credit score is boosting, right? So I was a good candidate because I ruined my credit five years ago, six, seven, maybe even what what did we say? We said 2011, right? 2010, 2011. So I had ruined my credit like seven years ago. I was the perfect candidate. Because what we do in credit repair is we try to get negative, derogatory mistakes, whatever is on there off. And not only that, if you've done your research, you know that certain things are going to quote unquote fall off your credit report after a certain amount of time. They don't fall off. You go through credit repair. Nothing falls off. That's why people feel like, oh, this should be off my credit by now. This is still on my credit. What's going on? You haven't gone through credit repair. Paying something off or meeting a certain timeline does not repair your credit, period. We've talked about this. We know this, right? So I was the perfect candidate for that company. They probably looked at my credit profile and said, girl, we about to boost your score by like 100 points. And that they did. 
It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. My credit score went up to close to the 700s, which if you guys have been listening, you know, I've seen the fives. Okay. I've seen the fives for credit scores. So my credit score was getting to the, I remember seeing 696 and 705 and I was ecstatic. I was like, wait a minute. Praise God. Amen. Praise break. Hello, somebody. I said, I'm gonna be able to get into whatever apartment I want. I'm gonna be able to get whatever car I want because my credit is lit. Now the money management skills were still lacking a little bit, but I had that, that credit was on point. You heard? (laughs) Now let's talk about the second time I tried to repair my credit. This time it's very vague for me, although it was, it's, it's less time away. It's, it's much more vague for me on how I ruined my credit. I want to say, I told you guys about how I got garnished. I want to say it really went downhill for me there because being garnished take, took so much out of my paycheck, right? My student loans garnished me. I talked about this, I think on season one. So if, if you guys haven't tuned in or haven't listened to previous episodes, please hit that one up because I was definitely getting garnished. They were taking $500 a check for me. Okay. Student loans don't play with them. Period. I played with them and look where it got me. So when you think about that, right, I'm making a decent salary, but $500 a paycheck is a lot for anyone. And guess what? The priorities peeked their head through, which were rent, electricity, car note, right? These particular things were a priority and my credit cards just weren't. Anybody out there could relate? (laughs) Sometimes that rent, those lights and that phone bill and that car note are the priority and whatever, whatever money you have, that's where it's going. Okay. And that's just what it was. That's just where I was at that point in my life. Right. And I love that version of Candace because let me tell you, she turned it around and she also learned that she needed to get into this credit repair business. But anyway, (laughs) at that point, I realized that, you know, it was probably time to look into credit repair because I started to see my credit score dwindle as I was late and behind on payments on my credit cards. As I think I may have paid my my car note late one time. And let me tell y'all something. Oh my God. It's like Armageddon when you pay your car note late. Like I always tell my clients like, please, please, please just pay your car note on time. Like, please. Right. So I saw my credit score dwindling and it made me sad, but it also, I was also relieved to know like, well, I have absolutely repaired my credit in the past. And I'm just going to do it again, right? I'm going to go to those same people. I don't care what they did in the background. I know they can fix it again this time. And like, oh, faithful, they took me on as a client. They took my down payment and three months had passed and nothing happened. There was nothing going on with the credit score. Mind you, right? We're talking about a six month span of, you know, things just dwindling. Finances just not doing good. So six months, real fresh, right? Remember what I said about the first time I repaired my credit. These things were old. These things were on there for a long time. This time the items were fresh. I had just called somebody and asked for a settlement. I had just called somebody and asked them, can I make a payment a week late? Right. And what is that? What what am I doing when I'm calling people and asking for settlements and saying, can I play this late? 
I am verifying that these are my debts. And that goes completely against credit repair. <laughs> Let me clear that up, right? It's not that you're, you're going to say, you know, this isn't my debt, right? But if it has been sold to a third party, that's no longer the original creditor's debt. And it's no, well, it's no longer the original creditor's information for you. And for you, you don't know where that has gone and what has happened to it. Right. So when it comes down to it, I was verifying basically, and I will always tell people do not verify a debt over the phone. I was verifying many, many debts over the phone because I was calling, trying to fix my credit, quote unquote, and ask them, hey, what can I do? What can I do? And they have me on file saying, all of this is mine. All these collection people, all these, even lawyers' offices at some point, right? Like they'll send you a notice saying, hey, we have this debt. So as soon as you call them and as soon as you verify that that's you and that's your debt, there's no way, there's no way we're going to be able to get that removed because you have a relationship with them. It's not like this happened seven years ago. You have created the relationship with them by calling them and by saying, hey, this is me. This is my debt. What can be done? When you needed to be calling a credit repair person. <laughs> a credit repair consultant to see if those are the right moves. You might follow some credit repair consultants. You might follow me and you might see every once in a while me say, do not pay your collections accounts. We need to verify who that's with. What's the, what is the right payment for you to make and when, right? And if that payment is even reasonable for you, we need to verify a lot of things. Let the professionals do that. Let the professionals reach out to the creditors, to the credit bureau for you on your behalf to figure out what the right moves are. I've had people say, I've disputed things for clients in the past and I've had the credit bureaus write back and say, that company cannot prove that this is the debt we are, that this is your debt. We are removing this from your credit report. Poof, gone. Because that person was a great candidate for credit repair. So I want you to think about that. I want you to understand the two stories, right? On one half, on one side, I was doing really well with my finances and I had some old debts. I had some mistakes on my credit report. I had some things that were doubled on my credit report and my credit repair consultant was able to remove those things and boost my score by about 100 points. This next time around, it was my job. It had absolutely zero to do with a credit consultant. It was my job to get myself back on track and make my payments on time so that my credit score could boost. So I hired them, sure. And, and I saw a couple boosts, right? But nothing like the first time I repaired my credit. And that's when I hired a financial advisor because I decided that I needed to know like, well, if credit repair is not working, then what's going to do it? And the first conversation we had was, yeah, you just sort of have to build positive credit history. And I was floored. I was like, well, what the hell does that mean? And how do I do it quick? And he was very transparent with me. He said, there's no quick way to do that. Got to give yourself some time. And that's when I decided like this financial freedom journey has to, it has to propel right now. Because this is no longer about hiring someone. 
This is about my money mistake. Starting off with getting garnished. Yep, my money mistake. Starting off with letting bills fall behind. My money mistake. And ending off with a very, very hard reality to face that credit repair wasn't going to do it for me. And it was more about me, my money management skills, and my discipline. And it was a hard reality to face because just, you know, gr- growing up in New York, being a New Yorker, like we pay people to do everything. Like we, it's just how you grow up, right? Like, oh, somebody up the street does that. You got a plug for that. You got a plug for that. You just automatically think like, I should just be able to pay somebody to do this. Like what's going on? But I had to take a deep look inside and say, are you really managing your money like you should? My excuse was always, well, I'm getting garnished, right? Like that should be a good enough excuse. I mean, I'm human. I'm not perfect. I'm getting garnished. But I had to take a step back and say, why are you getting garnished? Because originally you ain't have your shit together financially and that's okay. I was still in my twenties. I hadn't turned 30 yet. Right. Like I, I didn't necessarily want to buy a house right away, but I had to start somewhere and I had to start small. So I started calling the people I was in debt with. And I started saying, hi, my name is Candace. I'm sorry. I've paid late. I want to get back on the right track. What's the best course of action? And you know what that was? It was horrible. It was work. I'd have to like go on my lunch break and call these people or like as soon as I got off work at five, call these people and say, hey, what what can I do to fix this? It was horrible. I mean, <laughs> absolutely horrible. And this is where discipline, consistency and motivation and all those things that are all those things that are the hard things, all the hard things to do, all the hard things to master come in. And it shows you what you're really made of when you look everywhere except at yourself and realize that the work lies within you, that the success lies within you. That's a hard pill to swallow. And it was hard for me. I'm not even going to hold y'all up. Like I was like, dang, this is all on me. And I made a plan and the financial advisor was keeping it 1000 with me. That's why I said I was like, listen, when I do this one day for somebody. I'm going to keep it 1000 with them and I'm going to let them know it's you, sis. (laughs) It ain't nobody but you. You sabotaging yourself. I was sabotaging myself. I knew better. I had already fixed my credit a few years prior. How did I find myself back in this same hole? I think I talked about this on another episode, but it's like you see how grandparents or like maybe even your parents, they're super strict about their credit. They don't play like I needed that energy. I needed that energy. I needed to get a side hustle or something to compensate for the money I wasn't getting. And I needed to pay those people. Instead, I made excuses. I said, I'm getting garnished. It is what it is. Can't ask my mom for money. Not because she wouldn't give it to me, but because at that point I was just in a a space in my life where I wasn't going to ask anybody for nothing. I was single. There was no man to help me, which I mean, I probably still wouldn't have asked, but you know, that's 10 years ago, Candace. There was nobody. There was nobody. Right. Plus, this wasn't a priority. It's not like I could call mom and say, I'm getting kicked out. I need some money or they're getting ready to take my car. I need some money. This wasn't a priority. This was completely my fault and completely my mess to clean up. And that's what I did. I put myself on a plan. I got real responsible with my shit. I wasn't playing around about my money to the point where 
I was going out a lot. Like I remember going out a lot because shit, I was single. You know, I lived in a city with all of my best friends because it's the city I went to college in. And, you know, all of us was on, you know, um, make sure my pain is champagne, right? Whatever you was hurting over, whatever you was healing from, like a Friday night out, it fixed everything. Saturday brunch fixed everything. It all costs money. I found myself going out a lot, a lot, a lot all the time. And then I put myself on restriction. I said, you can still go out once or twice a month. And this was my way of accepting responsibility that this time, the reason my credit was in the dumps was because of me. (laughs) It was 100% my fault. So with that being said, I put myself on some money restrictions and I decided to manage my money better. And I realized in that space in life, it wasn't credit repair that I needed. And that's why credit repair wasn't working. It was, it was other things. It was all me, myself, and I. I had to work on me. So ladies and gentlemen, for those out there who are listening, trust me, you're not always going to know it all when it comes to your financial journey. You're not always going to succeed in everything that you do. And you're not always going to be able to find a way out. Sometimes the way out is to look inside is to reevaluate how your money habits and your discipline and your consistency and what you've been doing to maintain a bomb ass credit score. Because we all know rich girls have good credit. Because when you don't have money, what? You'll always have credit. I said what? Like y'all can answer me. But I hope somebody out there did answer me because a few episodes ago, we talked about when you have good credit, you're o- you always have money. Right. And so that's the reality of things. But I thank you all for joining me this week for this episode. This episode is very near and dear to my heart because a lot of people think that, you know, credit repair doesn't work. And, you know, I don't even want to say this out loud, but that credit repair is a scam when really you just haven't found the right credit repair consultant. I'd be happy to help anybody who is on their journey who who has the question, right? Like, do I need credit repair? Is credit repair for me or not? You know, and does it work? Right. So book a consultation with me. The link is right there in the show notes. Get with me. Let's talk it through. I'd be happy to help out anybody that I can in that space who's just wondering what's going to be the best direction for me at this point. So again, I thank you all for rocking with me on this Money Making Monday. Go kill it this week. Crush your goals. Stay on track with your financial goals. Your girl Candace said so. So please make sure you guys are staying on track with everything that you want to achieve because financial freedom is for everyone. Wealth is for everyone. It's not just for the select few or the chosen few. You can build wealth. You can achieve financial freedom and you can be successful in life and in general with the right attitude, the right mindset and discipline and consistency are the keys to everything. Literally. I hope you guys have a phenomenal week and I'll catch you here next Monday. Thanks so much, rich girls. Toodles. You hear that? It sounds like money flowing into your bank account. Thanks so much for tuning in with your girl on the Money Mindset Queen podcast. You made a choice today to grow mentally and financially and to attract abundance. Help someone else out and send this their way because we all deserve a life full of health, wealth, and abundance. And there's no need to wait. Make sure you tag us while listening 
or head over to Your Credit Queen on Instagram to learn more on how we can snatch your credit score in no time and come up with a plan that works for you to get your finances in order this year. Until next week, remember, rich is hard and broke is hard. You get to choose your heart.